This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Jessica Rosenthal. Earlier this week, we spoke to entrepreneur, investor, Dallas Mavericks owner, and shark, Mark Cuban. We often have to cut the interviews down for time during the week, but we definitely thought you'd like to hear all of this one. He has advice for small businesses during this time of COVID-19 shutdowns, and he shares how the virus caught him off guard and his own reaction when the NBA suspended the season. But through it all, Cuban is remarkably upbeat, positive that America will bounce back from this stronger than ever. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the Weekday Rundown podcast if you haven't already. Now, here's Mark Cuban on the Fox News Rundown Extra. So I'm just going to dive right in, okay? Far away. Far away. Okay. So first of all, how are you? How is your dancing family? <laughs> I'm doing fine. We're hanging in there like everybody else. A lot of forced family fun, but it, you know, we're getting closer. That's a good thing. Obviously, there's some sad aspects of this. Of course, people are dying. People are afraid. Others have you know, become sick. But as a CEO, a sports team owner, a shark, and a dad, what's the most interesting thing about what we're going through right now? Is it, is it the use of tech? Uh, is it private industry making protective gear? Like, How is the world changing in your mind right now? I think we're, you know, a lot of us are coming closer together. Um, it, it's crazy, but the fact that we can't be with our families makes us want to be with our families more, our parents, our grandparents, you know, where we can't go visit them. We're calling, emailing, texting, FaceTiming a whole lot more, asking how they are, concerned about them a whole lot more. I guess the better way to put it is we're not taking life for granted and we're taking the steps to show we appreciate people around us. And that's a good thing. I see like a, a future California, though, with like fewer gym memberships, you know, because I see people now working out outside, you know. Yeah, let's hope so. Right. Let, let's hope so. Um, I, you know, I, typically I, I'll just sit at my desk and do my work. But now I'm outside walking around and, and taking the daily walk as, as I do my calls and everything, um, because you don't know where you're going to be able to get your exercise. And so, yeah, I hope you're right. I, I saw on LinkedIn, you were taking questions from small businesses. Yep. What are small business owners coming to you with? What are their big concerns right now? They're terrified. Um, you know, businesses dried up from, you know, doing great last month or two months ago to almost nothing. And that's terrifying to anybody um, who's ever started a business. And so, you know, trying to give them the benefit of my experience. I've been in that circumstance before. Um, and the things that you can do to really try to turn a huge negative into a positive, you know, talking to your employees, talking to your suppliers, talking to your customers, because they have time and they're concerned as well. And, you know, just like it's a chance for us to talk to our, our family, um, this is a chance for you to connect more closely um, with your stakeholders. That's part one. And part two, it's also a chance to get ahead of the game a little bit. Every small business has a scenario where they wish they had time to redo something, redo their processes, mm -hmm. you know, improve your, your literature, whatever it may be. Now's the chance to do that. You know, you, you really have a chance to just redo things from scratch as, as if you might, as if you would have, if you had the chance in the past, but now you can. And the third thing, and this is actually the most important thing, um, if you're a CEO or uh, entrepreneur that owns your own business right now, you need to be up to speed immediately on all the legislation that's looking to be passed tonight by Congress. Mm -hmm. um, there's going to be a lot in there for small businesses and ways not just to get loans, but if you keep your employee, if you have few hundred, fewer than 500 employees and you commit to retain all your employees 
all the people that make less than $100,000 a year, the government's going to pay their salary. It'll start up as a loan, but it'll be forgiven in four months, maybe three months, three to four months, um, if you retain those employees. That's unprecedented. That gives any small business the chance to stay in business and to keep their employees you know, on the payroll. So as a CEO or entrepreneur, you need to get up to speed on that immediately. There is nothing more important that you're going to do tonight than get up to speed on those laws. And then because you'll be able to do this through your bank, you need to go visit your bank or not visit, but go call your bank mm-hmm. and, and ask them exactly what it takes for you to get um, to become part of this program. What sort of um, specific policy would you like to see, um, you know, to to get the economy back on track? Or, or do you what, think that think once this is over? Is okay. Yeah, I think what they've proposed is good, right? It's scary because, you know, it's anywhere from two to six trillion. And who knows what impact that has with all that debt going forward. But we are where we are. And there's not going to be a perfect deal. Um, I give credit to, even though I thought it was slow getting there, now that it's done, I give them credit for getting it done. Now the challenge is, can we get everybody um, in government, in all the, the applicable departments, to get the money in people's hands a lot more quickly than they mm-hmm. anticipated? You know, I heard from different senators, it could be five days, six days, seven days, sometime next week. It has to be sooner than that. You know, people are struggling and to, to feed their families. They're stressed. They need that $1,200 check. Small businesses need that money in order to keep the doors open and keep paying people. So it's going to have to happen um, faster than they're really anticipating. And the other thing I'll mention is there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to say, you know, banks or scam artists that are going to say, you know what, we'll, we'll advance you on that $1,200 check you're getting from the government, or we'll loan you the money up front. And when you get your small business loan from the Small Business Administration and your bank, you know, you can pay us back. And there's going to be a lot of companies looking to do scams around that. So everybody, mm-hmm. particularly the elderly, have to be very vigilant and careful because sometimes if it looks too good to be true, it is. But, you know, we want people to be able to get money um, so they can put food on the table and pay their bills. So, you know, it may be a decent opportunity, but you have to be very careful looking for scam artists. It is pretty interesting to watch people um, repurpose their factories or manufacturing to, you know, help out making protective gear. But a lot of people are saying what that means is we really need to start manufacturing things back here in the U.S., especially, you know, certain items like medical equipment. If we start doing that, if if we come out of this and we start a resurgence of manufacturing in this country, um, what is that going to do to the economy? We'll have to pay people higher wages than they do in China, right? I hope so. Yeah, no question. I mean, look, it's it's up to consumers. You know, one of the things I'm seeing on Shark Tank is that companies, particularly from millennials and younger, are coming in with a social component. They want um, mm-hmm. their consumers to know that if you buy a T-shirt from them, they're going to send a T-shirt to somebody who's disadvantaged. If you buy socks, the homeless are going to get socks as well. Buy one, we'll give one away. So millennials and Gen Z, they're used to already – Hmm. wanting to know that the the companies they buy from are are socially conscious. And so I think that's going to be what gets us over that price hump. They're a lot less price sensitive than their parents and their parents were in the past. And so I think, you know, even though Buy American hasn't really worked historically, I think that's going to change. And so when you see um, younger consumers in particular go to buy things when, when we get on the other side of this, they're going to be okay with paying a little bit more for Made in America because mm-hmm. they know what it means to their future. 
We all know you own the Mavericks. When the NBA suspended the season, were you asked to weigh in? Did, did the owners have any no. role in that call? None. None. Nope. I was watching our game. You know, we were the, ended up being the last game. And when I saw the news, I was stunned. I had no idea that was, I knew it, it was a slight possibility, but you know, when it actually happened, I literally was stunned. I, I didn't see it coming at all. Did you think this was going to be as big as it has become? Or you, were you one of those people who was like, no, this isn't going to be so crazy? No, I, I obviously underestimated it. You know, when, when I talked to people at the beginning, it was like, okay, it can't really be worse than the flu, right? And it was one of those things that's in China. You know, lots of things are in China, you know? And, and I, I just, it, I, it wasn't personal to me at all. And I obviously, you know, was ignorant to the, the realities of the disease. Um, and so it ended up being a lot worse than I ever anticipated. Are we going to have a game at some point with no one in the stadium? Probably. And that's not a bad thing. America needs sports. You know, right now we have nothing to cheer for, nothing to get excited about, hmm. um, nothing to, to, you know, get to, to root for with our friends and our family and our communities and our cities and our states. And so when the NBA comes back initially, there probably won't be fans. And I'm guessing I'm not speaking for the NBA. This is purely speculation on my part. Sure. But boy, oh, boy, it's going to be exciting and it's going to be a nice change. You know, everybody in Dallas, Fort Worth is going to be rooting for the Mavericks no matter who we play. And everybody's going to be watching on TV because they're tired of watching the same old stuff, except for Shark Tank, of course. Watch Shark Tank <laughs> on Friday nights. But it, it, it'll be good for everybody to have something to cheer for and something to get excited about. So sports has a huge role in, in our comeback, and, and I'm excited for that. I'm excited to be part of the NBA and part of that comeback. You're paying your staff right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Should others? Should everybody? Or do, does it really depend to. on your circumstance? Yeah, it really depends on your circumstances. I'm never one to spend other people's money. Um, and so it, it's up to each individual to make their own choice. But, you know, when I, when I took that step two weeks ago, it was important to me, and, and I thought it was the right thing to do. Now, if this legislation happens, there'll be fewer people that will have to make that judgment because, again, if they have fewer than 500 employees, the government's going to step in and help you pay for them. And so the best thing you can do, I'm not asking anybody to pay their employees if they can't afford it, but I am telling everybody and expecting every good CEO and entrepreneur um, to go to the bank and make sure they understand this legislation so they can get help from the government and keep their people employed. That is um, a moral and ethical imperative. You have to do it. You can't you can't say I don't understand it or I don't have the time. You have no choice because otherwise, you know, you're going to have to lay people off and, you know, things cascade from there. What are your Mavericks players doing right now? What, what do you think athletes should be doing right now in, the, in this time? I mean, all of our guys have really stepped up. I mean, they're helping to pay for um, child care, for health care workers. I mean, the heroes mm -hmm. that are on the front line, um, they're paying for meals. We we have health care workers that are doing the swabs and, and giving tests and parking lots are around the city. And so we're having to get meals individually wrapped and delivered. Um, so th our players are all paying for that. We're doing um, deliveries, different type of delivery um, events where we're getting T-shirts to nurses, all kinds of different things. So mm -hmm. they've been really, really supportive and active in a way that I'm really proud of. Mark, do you think a lot of people are going to be on Shark Tank in a few years saying, listen, I lost my job in 2020. I started this little business and now I need you sharks to help me get to that next level. 
I think they're going to be on, on Shark Tank in 2021 saying that. And in 2024, we're going to be looking and saying, oh, my goodness, these amazing companies were born out of that tragedy, out of the horrific times of 2020. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what makes America different. That's what makes us unique. The, you know, we truly have a, a spirit of entrepreneurs. Um, we truly are a, a country of entrepreneurs. We have that spirit to go out and start companies, to, to be creative, to take risks. And there is no other country in the world like that at all. And so, you know, out of all of this, there will be great companies born. There will be new products developed that really change the world. That's who we are as a country. And that's why, as bleak as it can seem right now, and as horrific and tragic as all the numbers that we see popping on, you know, popping on the screens, we'll get to the other side. I'm 100% certain. And we'll, we, you know, we'll be different when we get there. We'll be changed in a lot of ways, but we'll find ways to make our society better and make the world better. And, and I'm really optimistic about that side of it. Mark, one more question. How do you sure. think this experience is changing our use of technology? We know 5G is coming and it's already here in some sure. areas. Yep. What's happening from a technology perspective? That's a great question because now, you know, over the past 25 years since the internet was born, we became more and more used to, to being transient and digital, right? We can communicate wherever we are with whoever we want, but we haven't been forced to. Now, effectively, mm-hmm. with the quarantines, we've been forced to really adapt to it and hopefully become more comfortable with it. So there will be changes in how we communicate. There'll be changes in how we work. There'll be changes in how we're you know, educated. There'll be changes in how we create and consume content. And I think those will all be for the better. But there, there's going to be trade-offs. I mean, what's going to happen to the real estate industry? What's going to happen to office space? Mm-hmm. You know, what happens to, to schools and school space? How will homes be designed differently? But with those changes come opportunity. And, and I really think, and again, it's a great question that, you know, great entrepreneurs and, and great technologists will come up with ways to continue to improve so that our lives will be better. They'll be different and there'll be hesitancy and resistance, but they'll be better. Are we, are we going to have a recession after this or are we going to bounce back pretty quickly? I think, you know, we're already in a recession. I mean, you can't not be be fearful right now, but I think we bounce back. How quickly? I'm not going to put a date on it. But I think, again, you know, as critical as I've been of our politicians, and I think they were too slow, they got it done. Now, hopefully, all the different branches of government and the different organizations within government can get money in people's hands. And if we do that fast enough, then we'll get through this and, and bounce back. It may be a W rather than a V, but we'll bounce out of it. You know, then the, the concern becomes longer term, the debt that we've put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we don't know. This is new territory. We'll, we'll see what happens. But again, I have complete confidence. You know, I truly believe in American exceptionalism. There's no other country in the world that's going to be able to figure it out like we can. We'll use this opportunity. We'll use, you know, the, the situation we find ourselves in to, to be – organic and creative and entrepreneurial. I mean, I can't say that enough times. That's who we are. And you know what? People have, have said the American dream is not alive and well. It, if it wasn't, it just truly got ignited. And mm. people have said, well, maybe socialism is an option. You know what? We've, we've had a taste of socialism right now and giving money and redistributing wealth, and that's okay. But we, I think we are truly going to see the best of capitalism and when we come out of the other side, because this is where people are going to be entrepreneurial. And I'll keep on saying it again and again. That's what makes Americans different. A mixed bag. Mark Cuban, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed the interview. And be safe. All right, sir. Be well. Stay, stay healthy. 
Uh, you too. Thanks. Bye. You have been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to Fox News Radio's hourly newscast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, visit foxnews.com. Living the Bream is a podcast hosted by Fox News Channel's Shannon Bream, sharing inspirational stories, personal anecdotes, and an insider's perspective on actions and rulings from the high court. Find it now on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and foxnewspodcasts.com. The world of business moves fast. Stay on top of it with the Fox Business Rundown. Listen to the Fox Business Rundown every Monday and Friday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.